Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Barra. And I'm Rebecca Knight. It's Monday, November 7th, and we have the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we talk to a manager who adopted a four-day work week to reduce employee burnout. It's a messy situation at the beginning, but you just have to persevere because it really is worth it. Here's the latest. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are making their last-minute cases to voters ahead of tomorrow's midterm elections. President Biden, who spent the weekend in usually Democratic strongholds like Pennsylvania and New York, will spend the final hours in Maryland this evening, throwing his weight behind Democrat Wes Moore in his run against Republican Dan Cox. Meanwhile, Trump is heading to Ohio to stump for one of his former critics, J.D. Vance. Voters have already cast more than 40 million ballots in early voting and mail-in ballots. Elon Musk's reign of chaos at Twitter continues. The New York Times reports the company is delaying its rollout of verification checkmarks as part of its new subscription service until after tomorrow's midterm elections. That's over worries that the move could cause interference. Meanwhile, Bloomberg reports that Twitter is asking dozens of workers laid off last week to return. Apparently, management realized after the fact that the employees can help build the features that Musk wants. Hmm... Separately, Musk is going after impersonators on the platform, saying that accounts that pretend to be celebrities and other notable people will be permanently suspended unless they're labeled parody. First target? Comedian Kathy Griffin for impersonating Elon Musk. If you've been waiting to receive your new iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max, you may have to wait a little bit longer. Apple says production of its latest phone and other devices has slowed down because of COVID restrictions at a manufacturing plant in Zhengzhou, China. As part of China's COVID zero strategy, the factory abruptly shut down last week to control an outbreak. The tech giant says the move has, quote, significantly reduced output, and the news will probably affect Apple's quarterly sales as well. Meta employees may be the next tech workers on the chopping block. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that Meta is preparing large-scale layoffs this week. Thousands are expected to lose their jobs as early as Wednesday. It'll be the company's first significant cut in its 18-year history. Meta's stock has fallen 70% this year. In the company's most recent earnings call, Zuckerberg blamed the economic slowdown, while many investors pointed to his spending $15 billion on the metaverse. There's a total lunar eclipse happening tomorrow, and it'll be your last chance to see one for the next three years. Only catch is you have to either wake up really early or stay up super late. The partial eclipse starts a little after four in the morning Eastern on Tuesday with full coverage at 5.17 a.m. Then for about an hour and a half, the moon will appear red, what's known as a blood moon. That's because the Earth will be blocking the sun from hitting the moon and rays must first pass through our atmosphere, giving the moon that eerie reddish hue. Here at The Refresh from Insider, we have the news you need and want to know always up to date. And hey, if you like what you hear, help us keep the sound waves on by telling other people to listen to the show. 
Representatives from nearly 200 countries have arrived in Egypt for the annual UN Climate Change Summit known as COP27. For the next two weeks, they'll negotiate clean energy strategies, including ways to cut fossil fuel emissions in half and develop recovery plans for climate disasters. Recent reports show countries are way off track from previous agreements, and they're running out of time. Carbon and methane emissions have climbed to record highs, and the next eight years are set to be the warmest in history. The future of lab-created blood could be here. A research study in the UK has started testing synthetic blood in humans. It's the world's first clinical trial, and it's starting small. Just 10 people are receiving a couple of teaspoons of the synthetic blood every few months to monitor how their bodies react. The hope is to develop this type of blood for rare blood types. Macy's is planning to invest millions in Black, Latino, and women-owned retail businesses. The country's largest department store says it will invest $30 million in loans over the next five years. Macy's is also offering workshops with store executives to small business owners from underrepresented groups. But Macy's isn't being completely altruistic here. The retail giant has pledged to have 15% of its store shelves dedicated to Black-owned businesses, and it's hoping this initiative will expand its customer base, so it may be a win-win for all. For most high school students, taking the SAT is an excruciating, stress-inducing experience that they never, ever want to repeat. Well, unfortunately for about 50 students in El Paso, Texas, they'll have to do just that. That's after their tests flew out of the UPS truck transporting them. Video on social media showed the tests fluttering through the air and scattering on the road after falling out of the truck. The El Paso Independent School District tells CNN that it's working with the College Board, which administers the SATs, to, quote, determine a remedy for the tests that were lost. A 16-year-old McDonald's worker in New Orleans was allegedly robbed at gunpoint and then forced into a freezer. When she called 911, a familiar voice picked up, her mom. Mama, please hurry up. She got a gun. We're gonna hurry. Give me a description. She got a mask on. She got somebody outside. And she got us okay. in the freezer, Mama. You in the freezer? Yes, she has us in the freezer. WDSU, the Louisiana NBC affiliate, spoke to the teen, Tania Hill, and her mother, Terry Clark. Clark told the news station that she was in shock, but she tried to keep her composure and do her job as dispatcher. Police eventually arrived at the scene, and Clark was able to check on her daughter. Now we take a look at one company's experience implementing a four-day workweek. For many employees, a four-day workweek seems like a fantasy. But for employers, it seems like a big gamble. Paying your workers the same amount of money to work fewer hours? Risky. Well, a public relations firm in London is giving it a try. The employees at the firm, Unity, started working four days a week in June. Samantha Losey is a managing director there, and she's here to tell us how it's going. So you were the person who suggested this to your firm. Why did you want to give it a try? We worked so much through the pandemic, because I think absolutely everybody did. I and mean, it just felt like we were working very relentlessly. And I noticed that myself, but also, you know, my team were really started to get burnt out. And so I happened to read um, a book by Andrew Barnes, which was on the four day week during the pandemic. And then once you read the book, you're like, oh my goodness, yes, all these kind of conventions that we're just so wedded to, where did they even come from? They came from an industrial revolution. Why are we working like that when it's our 
our brain power that we're using all of the time. And when you when you look at the science also about how the human mind works, it makes total sense that you would shift around the way people have worked conventionally. But you really struggled to convince your board to try this. What was the source of their resistance? You know, I think it's really a traditional mindset. I would say, you know, of of the people that I speak to, especially the people that run businesses, there's this kind of shock and awe. So you're going to keep them for four days, but you're going to pay them for five days? And how's that going to work? And what happens if you win more business? And you go, well, if we win more business, we hire more people, just like we would normally, like nothing's different. But that kind of mindset around, but of course we work five days. And of course you have a two-day weekend. And this sort of entrenched from childhood view of what a working week looks like. And it was that that we needed to overcome. It's the way things have always been done. So the first few weeks of this new schedule weren't easy, so much that you said you found yourself on the floor crying. <laughs> why Why was it so hard? Oh my goodness. I slightly regret ever saying I was on the kitchen floor sobbing, holding the dog with my wine in my hand. But I also <laughs> do think that, I, you know, I have to be truthful about it. I think it was so many things in terms of us just not being adequately prepared. We had thought through a lot of different things. We'd put different processes in place. But the reality of it, we were in effect three days a week that you work as a whole team because we run Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday. So actually Friday and Monday and the whole weekend become this sort of patch where you don't have a full team. You've only got a full team three days of the week. And that was really, really challenging to just schedule and to get in the right rhythm and to get people thinking about productivity in a different way and respecting each other's time. Hence my kitchen floor incident. So what ways did you trim the flab? So we cut all internal meetings down to five minutes. The most you can have is 15 minutes. And if there's not an agenda, you can't have it. We cut all client meetings down to 30 minutes, which clients absolutely love. And we implemented this really interesting kind of button system, which puts you into three modes. So you're either heads down, light is red, leave me alone, don't interrupt me. You're amber. So yes, you can interrupt me, but I'm quite busy. So only do it if it's really urgent. And then green, which is, yep, come talk to me. I'm open for business. And that was incredibly valuable to us. What changes have you seen in productivity? Are people really able to accomplish in four days what they used to in five? Yes, absolutely. That's the one thing that is without question. I don't think that I can actually say we are more productive in four days than five because that's something really difficult to measure with the type of work that we do. But I can categorically say that we have not dropped anything. We're not producing less. We haven't had any kind of client instances where we've lost a client. Or we've, you know, ballsed something up for a client. The question I get from absolutely everyone is, oh, so you just make them work more hours in the four days? It's like, no, no, I don't do that. They work the same hours. You'd be amazed what people can do when they've got the kind of bit between their teeth about getting that fifth day. The biggest improvement you said has been your employees' mental health. And you told us how burnt out they were during the pandemic. Is this self-reported that it's improved? Have you noticed a lightness to them? We have a happiness index that we use as a business because I think that happiness is really a a crucial measure of whether or not you're going to be productive. So we have got tangible numbers that people's mental health has benefited. But every time I ask people anecdotally, how are you feeling? What are we, you know, what can we do better? And so much was, you know, I just don't get the Sunday scaries anymore. Or I don't feel stressed about coming back to a full inbox on a Monday or Friday or whatever it might be. And 
and they there is a lightness to it. So has your company decided to make this four-day work week permanent? We have decided to, uh, partially because I think I would end up like Marie Antoinette and my head would roll if I took it away. Um, so there's a little fear on my side of just revolution. Also, just because I think that it, it is a no-brainer for us. It's worked incredibly well. For other firms that are considering adopting this, what do you want them to know? It's a messy situation at the beginning, but you just have to persevere because it really is worth it. When you see the value and the impact on your people and the way that they're sort of I, w- I don't want to be sort of too, you know, esoteric about it, but their spark comes back quite a lot. And that's really powerful to see. And also the other thing that this has done, which I am totally in love with and I would recommend for any business, is it's really banded the team together in a whole nother way. They are so much closer. They have each other's backs. Yes, it comes with complications, but the value of it ultimately, I think, in terms of retention, in terms of recruitment, in terms of health and well-being, cannot be overstated. Thank you so much, Samantha, for coming on our show. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Samantha Losey is the managing director of the PR firm Unity in London. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Rebecca Knight, in for Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.